Welcome to the Market Inside Out podcast with Suzanne Longstreet, Emma O'Brien, and Michelle Tresemer. It's time to diffuse the marketing minefield for entrepreneurs. So what are we going to talk about today? Ghost audience. Yes. Ghost audience. Halloween is coming up. We can, yes, we can get a little spooky. It's October. We should talk about the ghost audience. So what do we mean by ghost audience? Well, I can take this because Mm -hmm. I uh, learned about the ghost audience a while back. So when you put a post online and maybe you don't get like any engagement or you're like, oh, darn, I only got five likes. Like only five people liked my post. We sort of assume the number of likes is how many people actually liked your thing. But actually, there is this ghost audience, invisible people out there in social media land who are still seeing your content, possibly reading it, possibly loving it, but just don't feel like clicking the like button. And so I like to call this the ghost audience. It's like you, there are tons of people out there that you can't measure who are reading and enjoying your stuff and getting to know you. And I just want you to just know this, right? There's this unseen force (laughs) out there. Because here's the thing, when it comes from a mindset perspective is we think, please, maybe it's only me in the whole world who thinks this, but I haven't got enough likes. I'm not getting any engagement. So therefore, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I even in business? Because nobody's liking it. Nobody's commenting. Nobody's sharing it. And then a year and a half later, somebody calls me and says, I want to work with you. And it's like, what do you mean you want to work with me? Well, I've been following you for the last year and a half. And I like what you have to say. And I'm like, but you've never commented. You've never liked it. You've never engaged with it. You've never have we spoken? So is that what you mean by the ghost audience? Yeah, totally. I mean, that happened to me just the other week. I got an inquiry from someone who has been following me for every year. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. Like, I've literally never seen your name before. (laughs) I didn't even really know we were friends. And yet he's been a ghost, ghost member, a ghost audience who has been quietly, passively getting to know me through my marketing, but not like stroking my ego and hitting the like button every time I do something and making me feel good <laughs> about what I'm doing, right? So um, that's, what, that's what the ghost audience is. So Michelle, from a, a medium perspective, is the ghost audience a real thing? Yes. And I want to break this down a little bit to e-commerce. I realize that's a little weird, but ghost audiences didn't used to be a thing before pre-internet days. Think about it. If you wanted to buy something, You had to call them to get the information. Now, they don't have to. They go to their website. They look at your social media. They are secretly shopping around for what they're looking for. They don't have to give you their information. So I need the stat. I should probably go find it and put it in the show notes. There is a very real stat about what percentage of e-commerce people are looking and shopping you before you ever know. It's a really high percentage, like 60 to 80%, like super high. We don't know totally. they're even looking. And how would we? Well, well, I mean, yeah. like you, you said, Michelle, it's like, just think about how you shop yourself, right? Yeah. You're like, hey, I want to buy, you know, a microphone. And let me just, you know, look at all the microphones and go to all the websites. And it's like, don't call me. 
I'll call you, right? Like, don't bug me. I know what I'm doing. It's the age of the, the savvy shopper. And uh, yeah, we just want to do it ourselves. Same goes for B2B. Um, again, I don't know what the, what the specific number is, but it's like basically people are already like 70%, you know, down the funnel by the time they reach out, they've read everything. They're totally educated. So yeah, people like to creep under the radar. I don't blame them. I do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't want to talk to sales. I just don't. I don't want to be sold. People want to buy. They don't want to be sold. Mm -hmm. And we're the same. Okay, this is really fascinating to me. This is a new concept to me. So I'm, I'm wrapping my head around it and trying to get my hands around it. So we've got the ghost audience. These are people that are consistently following us. Um, my husband would call them stalkers, but or we've also heard the term lurkers. Ah, Lurking. Have you heard about that term? I like that. Yeah, this is a lurker, somebody who's constantly watching to see what's going on. And then when they make the decision and they have enough data that they want to make the decision, then they will then they will engage with the person or buy the product that they want to buy. So we have these ghost audiences who are consistently watching what we're doing. So let's bring it back to the marketing perspective. So how is this going to affect your marketing when you now know that there are tens or hundreds or thousands of people consistently consistently watching what you're doing without engaging. Does that change how we need to be marketing? Yes. Yeah. Good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, no, I'm sorry. I'm like blabbing here. It's all good. Because I had this, you know, this realization a couple months ago and it kind of blew my mind. I had to learn it because it's just so easy to get hung up on the numbers, the vanity metrics, if you will, the likes, the views, the reach. And I think the advice is you need to write for your ghost audience, not for the approval of, of likes, right? You just have to have faith that there are people out there seeing your stuff. At any given moment, an ideal customer or client is reading your posts. So write for them. Just know there are eyeballs on it. Don't get caught up on, oh, I only got this many likes or just be consistent and just have faith that there's tons of people out there. And just because they didn't hit like doesn't mean they might not ring you up in a couple months and say, hey, I want to work with you. I'm dying, Emma. Sorry. If I wrote for who liked my post, I'd be writing for my mom. (laughs) (laughs) You know, let's be honest here. It's like, "Mm." And if your mom's your ideal client, keep going. And and the people who... Yeah, the people who like your stuff, might they might not at all be the type of people who you'd want to work with, too. There's going to be all kinds of people seeing your stuff, and only a segment of them are going to be the right kind of person. So I just love the idea of, of a ghost audience because it's, um, it keeps you going. It, it, when you're feeling down about engagement and you think, what's the point, which I have said a million times. I said it actually yesterday. Okay, I said it yesterday. And I remember the ghost audience, right? I love it. It's, and I don't know. Why. Why. Oh, go ahead, Suzanne. Oh, I, what I was going to say is that's why I have that graphic, that picture of all of my ideal clients, their magazine cutout of, of women entrepreneurs that I want to work with. And there's people, I don't know who they are. They're all just from a magazine. And those are the people that I write to. And so now having heard about this ghost mindset, this ghost audience mindset, I'm now going to write to those women entrepreneurs and business owners who are in that, that, and just remember that I'm reaching them, even though, so how, wonder 
from a, a, a like perspective, if there's a percentage of how many people of the ghost audience, like if we get one like, we could say it's representing 10, or if I we wish. could say one like represents... Oh, two? <laughs> I mean, it would be nice to have those stats. I don't know if we'll ever know. Uh, note what Instagram did this past year. They took away the ability to see how many likes. You good. don't see that anymore. Exactly. That is a really good thing. But even think traditional media, think of a billboard or a magazine ad. We did not know a lot of the metrics, right? Digital makes us really spoiled because we want to track absolutely everything. But a billboard... You're, you're tracking how many cars drove on the freeway that might have seen the billboard. That's how they're priced, right? You're, you're getting charged by CPM, cost per thousand impressions. Magazine ads. Yes, we can have call tracking. We can use vanity URLs and special tracking. It's a small percentage that we're actually tracking. But that's also what I love about the ghost audience. I know this kind of goes against your superpower, Michelle, which is the tracking, the metrics, the data. I am like anti-data, not anti-data, but I'm a, I love like the heart and soul of a message, right? And articulating that. And a lot of what I do with brand, it doesn't have that clear ROI, right? Yep. It's not like performance marketing. It's not like, oh, I can just, I can, you know, connect the dot from this to that. This is something that you can't quite quantify. And that's what I like. Cause I think if you get too far into the headspace of look at the, look at the numbers, they're going up. Oh, they're going down, do this. It takes some of the creativity and the spirit out of what you're putting out there. And that's why like the ghost audience, it's like, you can't control what you think people are going to want to hear from you and try and play that game. It's like, well, I got better numbers when I talked about this and that that's a fast track to just Stilted. Okay, I, I got to chime in on that one, Emma. One, you're absolutely right. The data can make us really bad marketers. And think of every Instagram influencer, if they only did it by the numbers, it would be just nothing but hot chicks in bikinis because oh, that would gosh. get you the likes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like sex sells. If yeah. we, we would all become really shady people if we focused on nothing but the numbers. <laughs> like I can get you numbers, but it's going to be gross. And it's, you know. But you won't be able to live with yourself. Right. Yeah. It's, it's wrong. It's bad marketing. Okay. So I'm having, I'm looking to bring this together so that we can really succinctly talk about it. So the ghost audience, right for the ghost audience. I love the idea of pretending that we're actually putting up billboards. We don't know how many people are driving down that highway. We just are trusting and having faith that the message is getting out there. There is now more proof, substantive reasoning and logic that this ghost audience appear, is out there and that they're paying attention. And so on those days when you had one or two likes or you feel like nobody saw it, just, just remember that that one person might represent 10 or 15 or two. It doesn't matter. It's just that you are reaching out and you're connecting with somebody who needs your help. Yes. Love that. I Absolutely. do too. So keep going. Keep, keep going. taking action. Any other advice that you would give to handle this ghost audience? This is such a cool concept. Yes. Be very Michelle patient. Raising her hand. Yes. I'm raising my hand. Be patient. <laughs> it's a long uh, game. It is. Yeah. And I know Emma just went through this where she's been pushing on LinkedIn and it took a little while to get the momentum. I took maybe three months off 
of really doing anything on social media. And then I started posting one a week on LinkedIn. I got three calls last week. None of those people liked a single post. I went back and checked. No likes, no comments. All three said, I love what you've been putting on LinkedIn lately. It took a couple weeks for that to happen. So be patient. Keep going. Be patient, mm-hmm. consistent. So how much time would you recommend? To, should we talk to, about how often you want to post on a regular basis? You said you took a time off for three months. I don't know if I'd recommend that. No, no. Do you? She's a maverick. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Emma and I have been posting. Emma, you post daily, right? Uh, no, uh, no, not on LinkedIn. Um, I do now, but but only in the past few months. So first, so for me, it's whatever you can commit to consistently is the first place to start, right? So if that's one day a week, two, three, go for it. And then as you get comfortable, add a day, you know, add a day because you can never post too much. That is true. I think Michelle will tell you that. So just what can you commit to and then feel good that you've actually been able to commit to it for a few weeks and then keep adding because that's what I've done. And every post is better than zero, you know, less. So anything more that you can do is great. Okay. I love that. So we have a ghost audience. (laughs) So even though you don't have the engagement that you like, just know that there are people watching you. There are people who are consider- looking for what you have, the product or the service that you have. So have faith and keep posting and keep showing up and keep sharing your genius because someday somebody's going to knock on your door and tell you that they've been following you for months, days, years. So keep talking to your ghost audience. Thank you for listening to the Market Inside Out podcast with Suzanne Longstreet, Emma O'Brien, and Michelle Tresemer. Please like subscribe, and share with your friends.